as a pro cold woman, yes. What's something that? <laughs> I'm, wait, let's let's fix that. I'm not pro cold. I am fascinated by cults. Okay, so you're definitely not an anti-cult woman. No, I am fascinated by modern cults because so many cults nowadays, they identify themselves as cults because right. they're like, they're, they're gonna call us that anyway. We might as well identify exactly. themselves. Exactly, reclaiming then, the word. Yes, <laughs> oh God, destigmatizing it actually. <laughs> and um, I think that that's fascinating because some people join as like part of the joke, like, oh, I'm in on the joke. I feel like it becomes too late at a certain right, point. Right, you're still yeah. in the cult. <laughs> yeah, but then, so I feel like if you frame your cult as a social club, then it's more aspirational than like, oh, it's a joke to join, you know? My next guest is one of my absolute favorite people. She is stunning and exciting. She is the coolest YouTube channel I've seen in a long time. And she takes herself very, very not seriously. We're gonna love this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Goka, everybody. Thank you for that compliment lie sandwich. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Where, uh, which was the lie? All I heard I, was the truth feeling. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, I was telling David that this is my very first in-person podcast. I've been on quite a few. I have my own podcast, but this is my first in-person podcast, which I would like to blame on the pandemic. Sure. But also I have commitment issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I'm so honored. He gave me like a full week's notice. He was like, so you're coming on the podcast. Here's the day. What time works? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't letting you out of this one. Mm. But for your fans, I made sure there's still a green couch behind you. Yes, of course. Right. Nice. For continuity issues. Yes, they won't honestly, really believe it's you. Is this a Wayfair? Because mine is a Walmart. It's a Wayfair. It's Mine's a Walmart. <laughs> You like it? Yes, it's nice. I genuinely think it might be like the same shade, if not like one shade darker. Right, it's yeah. pretty similar, yeah. Also, if I lean too far away from the microphone, feel free to yell at me. No, you're good. Okay. Dude, we got backup audio. We're good. I know, but still. It's <laughs> <laughs> a habit. Oh, gosh. No, no, that's Kenny's problem. Oh, man. I have a million and a half things I want to discuss with you. Okay. But let's do first, it. shameless plug. Now, for the eight people watching this, if seven of you are not subscribed, to Swell Entertainment, Amanda's oh. YouTube channel, you are legally required. You don't even have to like the video, but you must subscribe to our channel. All right, back to this. I do appreciate that because you know I'm bad at self-promoting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I have this next, the end of the next couple of months are gonna be kind of busy for me with a bunch of like events and stuff that yeah. I'm trying to go and review. Nice. And the problem with like even I went to one. Uh, God, the first, the the end of March, I went to the Bridgerton experience. Yeah, I want to hear all about it. I, I always like to say that I have like the Clark Kent effect where no one recognizes me when I'm not wearing my glasses. It's very <laughs> helpful. It's it's very nice for my peace of mind. Wait, um, let's see without him real quick. I look mostly the same, but for some reason, people do not recognize <laughs> <laughs> No one recognizes me. It's so funny. And so... Um, uh, to be fair, I did say something to this girl, but um, at this Bridgerton event, I'm like, I'm not wearing my glasses. I'm blind as a bat because I refuse to wear contacts. Right. And I'm dressed up. I'm wearing makeup. My hair is curled. I look great. And then I said, I complimented this girl's jacket because she had like this comic book jacket on that was like rhinestone. Oh, nice. And then she found me like 20 minutes later and was like, I'm sorry, are you the YouTube girl? And I was like, I kind of want to walk in a traffic. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. It, it's so weird because I feel like you are such a, a person that's so to themselves. 
that like I would just love to see you out and about like at one of these events interacting with people yeah because obviously it's something you do a lot but I just can't imagine it yeah no <laughs> like even just like so upcoming video, Bridgerton Experience Review, the Queen's Ball, check it out. Um, <laughs> but um, I, when I do and go and review events, I really do, even if I'm alone, I try and get as involved as much as I can so right. I can properly review it. And so I realized early on in the event, like, okay, if, my, if I'm not on my phone, which obviously I was filming B-roll and stuff, but if mm. I'm not like on my phone, the actors and the people involved in the event are coming up to me more. Right. And it wasn't like, oh, she's a YouTuber, let's talk to her. It was just like, oh, okay, she looks like she's ready to participate. She and, cares. Yeah, or maybe they took pity on me because I was clearly alone. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone was there in couples. There was like groups of friends, moms and daughters, and I'm just out here like doing my single, <laughs> like, oh, is there room for one more? Like, I'm doing right. that. <laughs> maybe they took pity on me. I don't know. But um, in doing that, I like got involved in like the they would do like group dances and get people involved. Mm -hmm. And so I would just be like, yeah, I'm doing it. Why not? Right. Why not? Wh who, who's here to know if I make a fool of myself other than me, you exactly. know? And so, but in doing that later on in the event, the male lead made like a beeline towards me mm. to dance with him because the two leads picked someone from the crowd. And I'm assuming he remembered me from the start. And so he's like, okay, she's not going to say no. Right. Cause it's a little more awkward if you ask someone to dance yeah. and they say no. You're almost during, obligated to say yes. When, especially like when they're on stage and like a bunch, it was, I was, it was weird for me seeing a lot of people like not be interested in participating when that's like what we paid for. Like it's an experience. It's yeah. not like a show, you mm -hmm. know? And so it was fun though. Yeah. But I have a lot of photos, uh, some girls that were there that I didn't know were like, I got photos of you dancing with him. If that's cool. I'm like, yes. Oh my God. Send me those. They look very nice. <laughs> nice. You get hit on a lot. No, not at all. Cause there was a lot of couples a lot there. Of couples, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also even the guy that I danced with, I'm not entirely sure how straight he was mm -hmm. because it's just like the vibes. Right. <laughs> like, right he right. was doing like acrobatic, not that dancers are not straight, but <laughs> <laughs> the vibes I was getting were not, oh yes. Hi. Yes. You are the one I am. Right. I am making moves on. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like I'm looking to dance with you. Yes. It was just, I, I know you won't say no. Right. Right. <laughs> I need someone to dance with and you look like yes. a reasonable option. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. No. Oh. Man, I don't know where to start. Okay. Okay, so I don't know if you saw this in my story like mm -hmm. a month ago. Okay. I'm getting more serious about it. I'm looking to start a cult. A cult. I'm all for starting cults. I think, honestly, what startup isn't a cult right now, you know? It's right. just a different word for a startup at this point. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I see, and I knew yes. this not to. I really want to get into logistics with you. Okay. So. Okay, so I haven't fleshed out our real goal yet. Okay, like but, your, is like your message or through line, or are we looking at recruiting tactics? Like, what are we looking at? A little of both, right? Okay. So let's let's just start with the basics of what I do want. <laughs> I definitely want it to meet specifically on Wednesdays. Okay. At midnight, at different locations. Ooh, you want like a cult social club? That's how you get it. That's how you get the LA people. Social, you treat right. it like a social club, right? And it, then it becomes like, God, what's the um, Soho House? That's basically a cult now. You know, like that's yep. what you want. That's how you you frame it like that, like a new age Soho House, basically. Exactly, super exclusive. Like I yes. really want it to be like a real membership, almost like mm -hmm. a almost like a like a frat or a sorority. Yes. Except like, oh, oh, are you in it? It's like it's got to be one of those like if you know you know type of vibes. Yeah. So I'm thinking monthly Wednesdays. At midnight, okay. no guests. Ooh. Either either you're in or you're not in. Hmm. Now, you can apply to be in. Yes. And then, see, my only concern is that you're going to have, see, with no guests, I feel like you might have concerns from potential single females that might be coming. Oh, okay. Then yeah. there's a safety aspect, mm. because especially if you're meeting at midnight, 
I would be convinced I'm gonna be human trafficked or my organs would be stolen from me. Mm. So. Okay, and that, and I'm glad you brought that up yes. because one of the first questions I wanted to talk about with you specifically Are was, you an organ donor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I checked your license. I know you're an organ donor. <laughs> okay. Is, should it be co-ed? Ooh. Or all oh. gender, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that the easiest way to grow your numbers is no discrimination of gender Are at all. Are you looking to grow numbers, though? Mm, okay, ignore the growing <laughs> numbers because you want exclusivity. You right. want that. So, mm. See, it still really depends on what our ultimate goal of the yeah. cult is. But I guess as a pro-cult woman, yes. what's something that... <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> wait, let's not fix that. I'm not pro-cult. I am fascinated by cults and how most of them are formed by... Um, men who somehow convinced women they were charming. I don't know what happens there, but um, yeah. <laughs> There's an entire genre of true crime that would yes. uh, definitely corroborate what you were saying. Yes. And I know, okay, so you're definitely not an anti-cult woman. No, and personally, that. like, I, I don't know, I just think, like, especially modern cults, I am fascinated by modern cults right. because so many cults nowadays, they identify themselves as cults because right. they're like, they're, they're going to call us that anyway. We might as well identify exactly. themselves. Exactly. Reclaiming then, the word. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Destigmatizing it, actually. <laughs> and um, so I think that that's fascinating because some people join as, like, part of the joke, like, oh, I'm in on the joke. Mm -hmm. And then... I feel like it becomes too late at a certain right, point. Right, you're still yeah. in the cult. <laughs> yeah, but then, so I feel like if you frame your cult as a social club, then it's more aspirational than like, oh, it's a joke to join, you know? Right, okay, okay. So from now on, we're yes. gonna discuss the cult as the social club. Yes. Okay, so as a lady, okay, what would convince you to feel safe enough to go to a bar at midnight <laughs> on a Wednesday? Okay to meet up with the social club. Do you feel like you would need a guest? See, yes and no, because at the same time, I don't go to bars, so I would feel awkward with the fact that I don't drink going to a bar by Fair. myself, but also I am someone who hates waiting on my friends because they're flakes. I love you all, but oh my God. Um, <laughs> and so um, I would just go by myself, which right. I feel is counterintuitive. So like I am annoying for this discussion, mm -hmm. but as a woman in general, I don't know. I feel like some women would just be like, yeah, okay, I want to go. Like if, if the opportunity of getting laid is there, women will go potentially. Okay. Same with guys, I feel. But that's like still there's a specific type of person or like a genre of women that would be down for that. Right. But then I feel like also, I mean, I don't know. I feel like right. I think the pandemic shook things up. I feel like people are less scared about going out right now. I agree. Because it's like I survived a plague what's being human trafficked, you know? Like, I feel like that's where the vibe is right now. So, I mean, I don't know. I think you can have one plus one and then that's it. But yeah. someone has to have like the invitation or the note, you know? Right. And once you bring one person, you can't bring someone else, maybe. Right. Like you get one guest and if you want to bring them every single time, sure. then that's one thing. But you can't bring a different person the next right. time. I think we need a definitive headcount as well. Yes. Like we have to know exactly how many people are coming yes like you can't and you definitely can't bring more than one person that's yeah. like no that's like treason no okay we'll get more back into that later but yes. what i really want to discuss is should we have an initiation <laughs> and if so like what is a a non-gender exclusive initiation murder um <laughs> <laughs> no i was that people will survive um let's see 
a non-gender specific initiation. Because when you think of hazing, it goes immediately gender. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I agree. And I, I never did the traditional university. I never did like join a sorority or did rush right. or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't have that personal experience. I just know like the law and order SVU version of, okay. <laughs> of that. And <laughs> it sounds so pathetic when I say that. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, so I mean, God, what's something that would be? Ooh. Ooh. Forget an initiation policy. Okay. You have to bring an insurance policy for the club. Collateral. Yes. Oh, I like where you're going. With Either this. I like where you're going. A with this. photo or a video clip that is given to one person, or maybe two or three people that are like the holders of the information. This does not get shown to the rest Blackmail. of the club. Blackmail. Yes, it's just it's on file, and it's. Uh, it, <laughs> I, lo- I love. No, keep it talking. I love it. It doesn't need to be like a criminal act or like proof of doing something terrible or anything yeah. like that. But it just has to be something that you personally would be upset about getting out. And as and I know that's subjective, right. which is why it can be denied. Okay, give me an example, right? So don't say the truth, something okay. true about you. Or okay. now, see, now they've acknowledged that it's not true. You could say something true about yourself, and people would pretend it wasn't. But say something that is like reasonable enough to where it's Ooh. like showing your commitment to the cult, but not necessarily like, oh, I, I shot this person in '89. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, ten years before I was born. No, I was born in '97, not ten years, but still. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of like a photo or something, and like I'm thinking like photo, video, like a clip right. of me doing something embarrassing. See, I'm thinking of like information. Yeah. See, I mean, that's where my brain immediately went to. It's like, yeah, right. no. I mean, I did some fucked up shit in high school. Um, sorry, can I swear? I don't even establish if I could swear or not yes, on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> I would be a bit concerned if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can like I I'll, I'll disclose this about myself. Um, we can not true. <laughs> do we want to do not whatever true? she's saying after? It's just not true. Okay. For um, legal reasons, I know Daddy Swell is watching this. So. Oh, he doesn't give a shit. I can talk about anything. <laughs> um, no, but like something that's like kind of mortifying that like you would be saving for like a memoir potentially. Like, so it doesn't seem as bad buried amongst the rest of your life's like mistakes and triumphs. Right. Like something like that, which I know sounds super vague, but like that way you're not getting people being like, I hit a person and drove away. Right. You know? Like right. that way. That's, that's too yeah, much. Like something that's like. So give it to me. Give me something. Give me something. I'll give you something too. So I feel like I just want to be truthful. That's the problem. That's fine. <laughs> um, okay. When I was a going to my senior prom, my mother, who uh, is an alcoholic who I don't talk to, um, was trying to find out where we were taking photos. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friends and I uh, all separately sent her the address so it looked like it was the friend's house that we were all meeting up at. And okay. instead, it was a rehab center that was <laughs> 30 miles away. That is a TV show plot. <laughs> yes. She Did she go? She went, uh, wow. she was very upset, um, and then showed up to the venue where the prom was at, because by the time she figured out she would been due, we were already on the way to the venue, right. and they wouldn't let her pass the gate, so she just stood there with the car she had rented, because she was super drunk, and uh, watched from the distance. Right. So. That is. Which is terrifying. That is perfect, right? Yes. See, and, and <laughs> I'll give you one, that is mm-hmm. not true. Uh, when. Mine's true. I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> For legal reasons. That is not true. Um. I was a waiter a long time. Okay. And there was a restaurant that I may or may not have had less than friendly customers. Mm. One customer may have been particularly 
particularly not kind. Mm. And he may or not have said some things that, that rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. And I may or may not have ejaculated in his food. Now, there's no legal proof or premise to this. <laughs> and as I said, that was not true. But... <laughs> My brain went to several guesses, and it was not that. <laughs> <laughs> he still ate it, and he, he got over it. So, <laughs> little out of yeah. I mean, out. okay. So, but would that be like what? Okay, so let's say, how exclusive is this club? Like, what do you like? Okay, let's say the exclusivity of it all is enough to carry and be like, okay, I need to do something to get in. You know, right. I have to give them this information. Exactly. I have to. Right. But I feel like once you you have someone like me who's like, I tried it so you don't have to. Okay. Who gets in and then gives you some, like, how are you going to prove that this information is even true? You know? Okay. And then it's like, okay, hey, uh, Amanda did this thing. No, I didn't. I mean, I think that's kind of part of it. That's I think, why I like the photo or video proof of like you saying something mortifying or something. And it's like, oh, look, if you have nothing, we but, can give you some right. things to say on camera. But, yeah, but how many people <laughs> even have that, right? I, I yeah. think the goal is more if you have something that you're saying honestly and like mm -hmm. you're willing to disclose with the group. Yeah. That means when you come to this thing mm -hmm. on Wednesday at midnight and go mm -hmm. out of your way, you're going to be around people who are all kind of bought into this idea. You've all trauma bonded You've over trauma your bonded. own. <laughs> Day one, right? Like... You know, and whatever our message board is, like uh -huh. your weird thing is already posted here, right? So you yeah. have no barriers to entry. You can yes. be yourself for this hour to two hours. Okay. I think that's kind of like the ultimate goal here. Okay. Because, and especially we're in You want place. community. Yes. You are into the community aspect of your cult. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. The, I think you're missing an important part of the cult Talk aspect. To Talk to me. Um, it is a money laundering scheme and or mm, we do need there is capitalist ideals in there that you need to figure out. Because yeah. the cult, cult leaders aren't cult leaders because they like control. They like money, usually. Like, the power is just, like, the sprinkles. Right, that's the yes. add-on. There's usually some sexism, racism, misogyny, something in there that helps add to it. Yeah. You know? And that's why you have a lot of, uh, like, sex crimes and cults and things like that. <laughs> and I'm assuming you don't want that. No, no, we're trying to avoid yes. those. So you have to have the money aspect to it. No, to make point. it worth your time. No, no, you're making a good point. I, I feel like... Maybe then maybe it's like a reverse cult where okay. it's really a social club, but we call it a cult. Okay. So it doesn't actually fit the dynamics of the cult. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so I feel like we've I think we've gotten more to the root of what you want, which is you want community, but you also want to be the king of a club, is what I'm getting. And Pretty so much. the cult is just kind of like the term that you've just associated with it because of like the media surrounding cults. Yes, okay. exactly. You want a club. You want a social club. Right. And you want to be president of that social club. Exactly. And, and <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, no, you know, you're really reading me here. Yes. Because especially here in LA, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard enough to like meet people. Yes. It's incredibly hard to meet people past surface level. Yeah, I feel like that. I've, I've been in like an acting class with people for over a year now, and I'm still like, the concept of me meeting them for lunch or something sounds like anxiety inducing, yes. but that's also because I suck. Well, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. That's a year of yeah. anxiety ridden person. But you know me enough to where it's like, I'm not very interested in knowing someone like here. Yeah. Like, I want to know as much about yeah. someone as possible. I want to know if you killed someone in 89. Exactly. Yes. Right? Like, you know, and I don't know. I, I don't know if I can handle that information. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in general, right? How like, are you going to? run the social club that deals in people's personal trauma if you can't handle the fact of whether or not someone did kill someone in 89. I mean, that, and again, you have to be able to disclose something that you're willing to get, 
let get out if you break the bond, right? Yeah. So like, don't tell me you killed someone because well, then, are you prepared to? Oh, let I'm, that well, out I'm then. going to the police. I have to because then everyone <laughs> else is going to look at me like, what? They didn't even go to the police. He's a bitch. Like, <laughs> no, like, sorry. If you, if if your thing is you tell me you killed someone mm-hmm. and then you leave the club, I have to tell people that you killed someone. So Fair. maybe you should just give me a less, you know, serious information to divulge. So future social club cult members, um, you've heard the truth now. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't like the, I don't like the money aspect because Mm -hmm. then like, why don't I just start an NFT? They're losing steam significantly. But it's the same concept at that point. It's It's a a community-based MLM 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 money token, right? Yes. Thank you. I'm glad we're on the same page. (laughs) No. No, that's what we need. I I need a preview of your NFT video, which I fear will never come out at this point. At this point, I don't think it'll come out either. I know. So So let's spew. Give me your spiel. Again, I can see where there is some inherent value in the ability for a new way to monetize art and have artists profit from that. Sure. I feel like we've gotten away from that with NFTs. Mm -hmm. And so we have these ugly as hell NFTs. Hi, I'm sorry. Your monkey photos are ugly. (laughs) They're ugly. Um, (laughs) And like, or what's happened a lot is like, there are a lot of people who are just stealing artists' works or even people's gifts or videos or things screenshots from videos or whatever and turning it into an nft on OpenSea, and people still don't fully understand what to do with that like do i do a dmca takedown for that right and then what's the follow-through on that with the copyright to even make a dmca exactly because like it's something it's a new does this fall under fair use because this is a new form of media made from my original media and Mm -hmm. so i think that there's still a lot of problems with it and a lot of questions that haven't been answered that Mainly, I think NFTs right now have a branding problem where if you ask any form of question, it's like me asking my brother a question about when he's graduating from college. There's immediately hostility. Right. And FUD, uh, FUD, FUD. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't know what you're talking exactly. about. It's because you're a woman. You know, like oh, the oh, NFTs the sexist do. Level. <laughs> the crypto bros are being insane right now. And like I try to root for you guys. I really do. But you make it very hard. Um, and I really do think that it's like... There are certain fundamental things that I think should be answerable. Right. And most people involved in NFTs refuse to answer it. And I also don't think that a lot of these NFT people are making the money that they're claiming to make. Absolutely Same not. like a lot of the Bitcoin people for the last several years where they're like, look at the car I just bought. And it's like, you're literally at a dealership. You could have walked up and took this photo. Exactly. Like, no, there's no proof that this is your car right now. And so same with the Forex traders, same with all this. And so- Yeah, where did the Forex traders go? <laughs> yeah, like the Pokemon card dudes were doing yep. the same thing, you know? And it's like everything, there's a bubble around everything. And so I think, again, I do see that there is value in a new way to monetize art. Mm -hmm. I don't think the NFT, I think it's, I really think that we've lost the plot with the NFT. I I 100% agree. And, you know, I think there are more interesting cases. Like right now, there's a big thing going on in golf, which I hate. Mm. But it's simple idea is this golfer tried to sell his famous shots as an NFT. And PGA Tour tell him, you don't own those shots because we took them. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I made the shot. Doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It's like it's like the celebrities being sued by paparazzi for posting for their posting photos. photos. Yes. Exactly. It's the same there's thing. A, there's a huge copyright issue that no one wants to discuss. But I think fundamentally for the mm. average crypto bro that becomes mm. an NFT bro, it's either a get rich quit scheme yeah. or it's a substitution 
for a community that they don't have. It's no different than being in a Discord with a bunch of your friends yeah. playing, you know, League of Legends or something. Yeah. Like you're just looking to feel in the club and then for the finance people you're trying to not miss the next just thing just make a different cult then don't do it where you have to lose exactly. money exactly like i you're seeing the point i really personally with investing like i do own crypto i'm saying that to the camera like <laughs> <laughs> i do own no because i i try even when i do videos where i'm like i'm trying this so you don't have to i try to admit my bias where i can of course yeah. i do own crypto i bought dogecoin i don't advertise nice the coins and things that I have because I don't want to be implicated in a pump and dump scheme Fair. because I do know that when I talk about a cult, I have followers who are like, why won't you let me join the cult with you? Tell me what cult it is. Right. And that's terrifying. So why would I, I hate when creators are like, I didn't realize the power I had over my audience. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're an idiot if you try and Read your say, DMs. You know what you get. Yes. Oh my God. And so, <laughs> um, so I personally don't like to talk about, you know, what stocks I buy or anything like that because it's just for my own protection. And then also in general, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. And I do not like that. A lot of creators are like, Hey, check out this new coin, whether they're paid for it or not. Right. They usually don't disclose it, whether they've been gifted the coin for free or not. Mm -hmm. And I do describe like the, the save the kids coin and things right. like that. It's quite literally, uh, you know, tapping your fan's shoulder and then stealing money from their back pocket exactly. because that coin that the creator has doesn't gain value until their audience puts money into it and buys it themselves. Exactly. And then they withdraw everything, they make two million and their fans are out of money. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that, I don't know, I think eventually we're going to have to head towards more regulation on NFTs, crypto, everything. Mm -hmm especially with all the hacks and stuff that are coming. Like there's no protection for anyone involved at this point. And I think that's starting to kind of become apparent. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like we got away from what we were talking about. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. <laughs> I think, I think that's getting out of hand, but mm -hmm. you know, we'll see how that evolves. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to talk to you about okay. is right before you got here, yes. we finished episode three of the best show on television the ultimatum okay and i want to talk to you about the ultimatum that's funny because i just i st i turned it off last night as i was about to start episode four so that's perfect timing okay, oh good. my god this could be better timing. is this not the greatest reality tv show in the last 20 years this is see this is the thing because everyone was telling me to talk about it because i've been talking about a lot of dating shows lately and like I, I have a lot of feelings about reality dating shows but i I straight up said on my Instagram, I was like, I don't think I have the opinion of this show that a lot of you guys want me to have because I have a really weird view of marriage because my parents are divorced. Like same with like, it's really weird because I hate that I, I see so much of myself in Madeline really? and I kind of hate it. Like there's certain things, at least- <laughs> Wait, of, like, wait, like what, like what? No, just like, well, her parents are divorced and that's right. kind of given her like a view of marriage and then um, her being super independent. So Colby can't, kind of can't dote on her and things mm. like that. So there's certain bits like that where it's like, yeah, I see myself in that. And then there's also like, <laughs> they just need to break up. She's over it. She's done. 100%. <clears throat> I think she's done. But um, the point where she was talking about him talking all the time and being annoyed by that, I was just like, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Which is, this is, I don't want to feel like that. Now, yeah. okay, we need to caveat this with the okay. fact that how long has your longest relationship been? <laughs> Yes, it's a rhetorical question I already know the answer to, but because the audience is not. Technically, the answer is two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. Technically. The real answer is zero days. Yes, yes. Technically, the answer is zero days. Yeah, but I mean, I, which is funny because like I, my parents are divorced. It was a very messy divorce. Right. And it's not that I don't believe in marriage. I just don't believe in the sanctity of marriage. Like I, would I. What's the I, difference? 
well, personally, it's not like, like when two influencers get fake married for YouTube, I don't think that's like a slap in the face of marriage. I don't care. Uh. Like I would get married tomorrow to someone I met in Vegas for two minutes because I don't care. My parents both have two divorces. I need to catch up. So <laughs> like I, I'm kind of like, so even just watching the ultimatum, I'm kind of like, how are you at this point? Because I would never be at that point. Whereas I'm fine with dating someone, like even two and a half years in, I can't imagine being like, marry me or I'm out. Like I can't imagine doing that to myself. Really? Even with like, even maybe that's different once you, I'm in a relationship. But you acknowledge a big part of why they're at marry me or get out is not so much marry me or get out. It's more like commit to the idea yeah. that I don't need to look for other people because I'm 20 blank or 30 blank and if this isn't going to work out with you long Who's term. Who's the girl that's 23? And I was just like, I need you to start. Okay, obviously she's, <laughs> she's a little talking, off her rocker for she's sure. She's talking the about girl? wasting three years. And I'm like, one, I, I don't know. I've never, like even friendships, things like that, yeah. that I that have like fizzled out, dissolved, blown up, you know? Um, I can't imagine even looking at that and being like, that was a waste of my time. Of course. Even if it was terrible and I realized like, wow, they treated me terribly or X, Y, and Z. But having a friend doesn't mean you can't have another friend. And in a relationship, it means you No, I know, but still, else. like, I, I don't, I don't know. But I even like, why would you be with someone that like the concept of not marrying them means that you've wasted your time with them? I mean, if, if the only thing you want is to get married, that's one thing. Right. But like it's not being married. It's like it, you're spending your life with someone. You're yeah. in a relationship. Like being married is just the title. It's just yeah. the right. Go get, go elope, go to the, exactly. <laughs> if you really care that much, you know? And like, um, even like some of the way they talk about kids on this, on this they show. They love kids on that show. Oh God. Like, is no one wanting to just be married for a couple of years? Like why everyone's just like, no, we're getting married. And then and like I'm putting a baby in you today. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Oh, Oh yeah. But speaking about God, who is the one, Oh God, the third episode though, there was a lot going on at that table. Um, that was, okay, okay. So <laughs> for a very quick context. Yes. In the third episode of the show, um, there's this one couple. Okay, wait, wait, we should set up what the ultimatum is right. first. Okay, yeah, give them the five. Okay, so the ultimatum is that there's, uh, God, five or six couples? Six, six couples. Six yeah. couples, and they all have to, uh, one person gave an ultimatum of either marry me or get out, and the right. show is the answer to that. Exactly. So um, basically, they are given a week to break up with their current partner and date everyone else. And then at the end of the week, they all have a dinner where they all sit in front of each other, and they have to decide who they want to spend the next three weeks with living as if they were married. So right. some of these couples have never even lived together and they're doing the ultimatum and all this stuff. So, and, and, and to clarify, the person they're deciding to be with for the three weeks cannot be the person they came here with. Yes. So they have to get with someone new. And this is like the moment we're talking about. Yes. And I, oh my goodness, like right. even, and like, it's super awkward the first time. It's, it's like, yeah, you're not like separated. You're not going off alone. You're in like the same pool area that of this hotel. Crazy. I didn't understand that till episode two. I was like, okay, so they're all going to get in. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to be slip, uh, it's separated gonna be like, from my partner. It's going to be like love is blind where everyone's separated yes. and you're one-on-one. -on -one. No. No, it's like I'm here talking to this brand new person. My ex, who I broke up with yesterday, is, on the other side is of the couch. right there listening. Yeah. <laughs> like eavesdropping in the conversation. <laughs> it is amazingly intimate. Mm -hmm. I honestly, I think it's one of like the best concept shows ever. And when yeah. I understand something's going off the rails because it's like too personal. Yeah. Can you imagine? Also, half the people in the show, they're totally happy with their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh my God, I was shocked. I was like, 
these, some of these people have to be actors because they're too good on camera and they're, too open. Really I was good. like, this is what is this casting for? Like, I want to apply. I don't have a relationship, but like, I want to apply just because I want to know what the casting process is like. Well, you're you're missing the important part. It's that they're all hammered drunk. Yeah, I know. They have <laughs> Love Is Blind has their gold wine glasses, which I and they got the silver. They ones. got the silver ones for this one for the ultimatum. <laughs> no, they are so fun. basically. Yeah, I definitely yeah. know they went casting. They're like, all right, you're gonna drink half this bottle of wine, yeah, and you're gonna tell us something about yourself that you didn't think you were comfortable sharing. And yeah. the people who did it, all right, come on the show. Yeah. This is the one for you. Yeah, because episode two, they're spilling their guts on yeah. the show. They're like, and their eyes are like, uh, yeah, hi. <laughs> you're, I just really was drawn to you right away. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so basically the big traumatic moment in episode three of the show is there is a couple who, <laughs> you were just thinking about it. I'm like stressing out for them. No, it is. It is just insane. There are two couples that really take over the show. Mm -hmm. There is one couple where they're not really feeling anyone else. And quite frankly, they probably didn't need to be on the show because yeah. their issues were not that serious. Yeah. And they oh, you're talking about um, Alexis and Hunter, right? The blonde and the, the, the blonde with the weird nose. It was had a lot of work done. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. Alexis. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's not Alexis. Well, her, but we never talked The about. blonde with a lot of work done. The blonde done. with yeah. the work done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She basically is like, I'm not really trying to do this. I don't want to, you know, connect with any of these people mm -hmm. here for three weeks because I know what I want. And she was feeling Colby. She wanted to screw Colby. She and he was not. Colby. And he, he straight up was like, he. Could he have been better at saying this? Yes, but I do think he had every right to admit to her and not waste her time. Like, look, I'm I'm not attracted to you. Right. And you know, women can't handle rejection. I know, but I mean, in the, I I personally don't think he said it too terribly. I no. think he did it as like, yeah, time is running out. I have five days to talk to all these women, yeah. and I already know I'm not going to pick you. Yeah. Here is why, you know, and was it harsh? Yes. Was it bad? Do I think she went nuclear? And then she goes up to Madeline, his current <laughs> ex, and is like, he is a terrible person. I think you can do better. And then. Ooh, that was hard. Oh, God. And then Hunter is sitting, like, her boyfriend is sitting and talking to her. And it's like. And, like, just imagine, like, you were with someone for years. The yeah. person who you broke up with two days ago mm -hmm. is so hurt by this new person that they've known for two days yeah. that they're willing to go make a scene right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But the point is, they don't get together. Yeah. And he basically gets to the point where he's like, I know I want to be with you. He gets up and he makes this very emotional. After... The one girl says, I really liked how he spoke to me, which he spoke to her like a father. So, I mean, I think she has something she, has she needs to work through. Because, sure. um, like, I want to see how I can grow in our time together. And it's like, wow, so you're not attracted to him? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, and she, like, stands up and is like, I pick you. And then he stands up and he's like, I want to marry my girlfriend. I, no. I'm, I'm ready. This I did it. Mm -hmm. And no one questions it. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh. And then, oh God, who is, was it Nate? Is that who, the beard guy? Who I, I personally yes. thought, I thought he was attractive, but then oh, seeing really? him devolve in this episode, I was like, oh, he has some anger issues. He this is man is angry. Weird. Okay, so a little context on Nate. Nate is the other couple. So right yeah. after the first couple yeah. gets like very wholesomely proposed to, and what I think is a very genuine one. I thought it was, I thought it was, because he, he even... When you look at his interactions with the other women, um, hunters. Yeah, he wasn't he, really feeling he it. He wasn't feeling it. He was just like, like, I don't think we're ready. Like, I want to move in with you. Yeah. Like, which I think personally, that's a good step. Yeah. You should move in with someone before you get married. My opinion. Agreed. Um, 
And but he clearly kept checking on her out of his eyesight. Yeah. Like there was one moment before they sat down for dinner, like the night before or something, and she's like, "Can I just have a hug? Like I miss you." Yeah. And I was like, "You know what? These two are gonna like. There's there's a lot going on here, but these two are gonna yeah, stick it out exactly." Yeah. And then it's like so when they speed up that process of coming together, everyone's happy for them. Great. Yes. Then the craziest <laughs> moment I've seen in years of reality TV happens. Nate, who was in another couple, is about to make his decision on who he wants to be with. Now, for context, he had two girls he really liked. This is important. Mm -hmm. There are two girls he really liked. Both of them picked other people. And he's pissed. And he is furious. He's so mad. He's like, what did I just do? I waste. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, oh God. And then he, he leans over to Madeline, who's yes. already made her, she already made her choice at that point, right? Wait, 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 wait. So actually, I forgot. He doesn't do it. So... Yeah. Madeline, his actual ex-girlfriend. Yes. She is talking to Colby because they're yeah. getting along really good. And then God, Colby. What was her name? She has tattoos. She was gorgeous. Yeah. What yeah, was her she name? She was cute. Um, their yeah. whole, oh, their whole thing is not about getting married. She does not want to have kids. Very important. And he is like, we're having kids immediately. Yes. And Colby and her, I think Colby approached it very well in talking with her, which is why they were getting along so yeah. well. They had a great like, vibe. They had a great vibe, which right. I think scared the shit out of Nate. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes, Amanda. He is terrified. And then he starts talking about his ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. with the tattoos. Mm -hmm. And he's just being so honest and genuine. He's like, I know you don't want to have kids yet. This is something I can deal with. Yeah. We can work through. I really see a future with you. Yeah. And this piece of shit <laughs> stands up. After, and wait, wait, wait. In the eye of the moment, though. So ITM's in the moments. That's when they do the interviews. I don't know what they call them here, but that's what they are. They're sure. diary moments. Yeah. He says this god what did he call colby he called colby something like a, a nosy nelly or something yeah, like along it was something those really corny but yeah. yeah but he was like he's gonna steal my girlfriend away <laughs> he's gonna do it i don't trust this guy he's gonna do it and it's like you were about to steal with his ex-girlfriend exactly away. you had two like, girls you were trying yeah. to steal before he proposes to um his girlfriend before all this goes on he leans across the table to madeline who's already made her choice and goes I'm gonna choose you. Yeah. Like it's a secret. And they and she's made like, sure what? to get that on camera. And she's like, 100%. what? She's like so taken aback because she's already made her choice. Yeah. She already chose Randall. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm sorry, I'm knocking things over. Um, and so then he, Colby is like sharing his heart. She's definitely gonna say yes. And the girl with the tattoo, I feel bad I don't know her name, but the girl with the tattoos is like clearly into it, really liking it. it. And then Nate stands up and goes, hey, <laughs> One moment with this, with this, this nervous smile of like, I won and wow. goes over and all the women are like, Oh, don't he's do not, this, please. He's not. Please don't he's do not. this. Literally everyone on her side of the table and he like pulls her chair out and sits down and he was like, no, please. I understand that we need to work through this. But if we, if not having kids and like her whole thing is like, I don't want to compromise on this, but I also don't want to be the reason that you don't have kids, you right. know, which I think is fair on her part. And could these two work through it? I don't think so. Um, could her and Colby have worked through her things with kids? Very possibly. I do think so. <laughs> but we're not getting that chance because he just gives the worst proposal I've ever seen. Basically says, if we can't have kids, I don't care. He cares. He yeah. spent the entire week of the show yeah. talking to every girl about like, how many kids do you want? Yeah. Are you on IVF? Which he can the... I impregnate you today? <laughs> like... He liked the one young girl um, because she was the only other one who was, who really like, wanted kids was now. like, I need babies tomorrow exactly. like and so so his first choice was god not zay who is the other april. girl no oh um, april is the young one yeah the one and the then the, no but the first girl who uh chose um okay so there's ray and zay 
uh, the first girl, oh, Shanique, is that her name? Shanique. Shanique, yes. yeah. So she was choosing between uh, Nate and Zay, and she chose Zay. Yeah. And uh, first, so Nate was pissed. And then April also chose Hunter, who then proposed to Alexis. Yep. And then, and so Nate was still pissed. And then he's like, and now Colby's going to steal my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in here all alone, and his ego, his little ego gets so deflated yeah. that he goes and honestly, he kind of ruins the show. He because does. they were going to have a great opportunity to see like his ex and whatever his name is Colby Colby yeah. yeah have a real chance of working it out yeah and he basically gives her this bullshit proposal and they're like okay we're happy now and now yeah. they're off the show so we'll see what happens even the, when even the hosts were like not smiling I was like oh something just they, they didn't plan on Dude, this the producers in the back are like are you fucking kidding me yeah like can we stop this yeah like everybody knows this is crap yeah this isn't gonna work yeah like and there's it basically created a couple that doesn't work yeah like april and colby are now a couple and like they, yeah they don't even like each other they haven't talked the whole week so it's like i think they did but they they talked like the first episode or yeah. something but it was clearly like he thought that she was too immature clearly yeah. and there is one clip on tiktok i haven't finished this show but there is one clip where he says that like she grew into a woman in the time that we were together and, and Madeline doesn't in the moment where she's like, okay, in the three weeks you guys were together, she grew into a woman. Did she get her period or did she lose her virginity and what part of that are you taking credit for? Which may be the greatest line I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get to that. Yeah, no. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't, know where the show could go from this right. point because that was oh. they they even show clearly they were like we're taking our mics off and didn't realize that there was still a, a, a mic and a camera in the corner of their hotel room yeah because she's like again i'm not going to be the reason that you don't get to have kids like they're having like a moment where she's like okay but there's still things we need to talk about yeah. and he's just silent because he realizes no it was so ridiculous but yeah. what i do want to ask you about last thing on the show mm -hmm. is do you Okay, if the people fuck, is it cheating? Technically, they keep referring to each other as exes. But so, I does mean, anyone I, really feel like they're exes at no, the goal of the show is I to get married? So. <laughs> I don't think so. And I think they're just kind of hope. This is kind of acting like a hall pass. I think is how they're kind of that's treating kind it. Kind of the vibe. And right? so, like, like Madeline and Randall are going to screw. Like that's oh, already like, established. I feel like they did night one, but it would mess up the continuity of the show. So yeah. they're just like pretending they did. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I think Madeline's Loki a freak. Like, and that's why. You ever Colby's. watch? Um, you ever watch? Um, uh, Secession. Secession. The show. It's, oh yeah. Um, I haven't. I haven't finished. Oh, there's one, well, yeah. there's a character Sid on there. Okay. And he has very similar marriage problems and the same haircut as her. Yeah. So I only refer to Madeline. <laughs> But no, yeah, yeah there she is. She is trying to get some dick. That's why yeah. she's on the show. And yeah. honestly, I don't even know if she likes that guy that much. I don't like. like I even, think this is really like pre-breakup for her. I think she's done, and I think he I was think like, so. "Wait, let's just do this. Like, I I want to marry you. This will prove to you that you want to marry me." Right. And because even like they're before they like their their last night together before mm -hmm. they break up, like he's talking about how much he loves her and how much he cares about her, and she just, just looks so fucking annoyed. She's just like, yeah. No, she's not even doing that. She's like. Like making like like she has the ick. Why? Yeah, and it's like this is your boyfriend. <laughs> like, like your serious like wants yeah. to marry your boyfriend, not like yeah. you've been together a month. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Do you think they purposely chose people who have only been together for like less than three years? Because no one's been together for more than three years. No, I honestly don't. I I think they were looking. I think that one did an amazing job of casting. If it wasn't, especially no, I agree. for Nate, I, I think, think it would be like an unbelievable cast. Like he kind yeah. of fucked it. But I do think in general, yeah. I think they were looking for people who are 
at an age where either they, they basically, they needed some serious issue in your relationship yeah. more than they needed a length of time. Yeah. Because honestly, if you're together five years, you're basically married. Right. Yeah. So at that point, it's like, oh, you'll probably work through whatever. Yeah. Two, three-ish years. It's still early yeah. enough to the idea of like, you're probably not living together mm -hmm. or you might or may not be. Like, it's hard to break up at a certain point, even mm -hmm. if you want to. Yeah. I think they did a great job of finding people who at least could convince the audience that there's a real chance they might say, fuck this. I'm not going to get married to you. Yeah. I'm going to actually go start seriously dating this person I met two days ago. Yeah. Like <laughs> the people who issued the ultimatum who are with people who didn't issue an ultimatum now. Like, what if they do decide, like, okay, what screwed me up? And like, if I was on this show and I was with someone, again, I cannot see myself giving someone an ultimatum personally, but sure. if I had given someone an ultimatum and then they go on the show and say, you know, I didn't, wasn't ready to rush into marriage, but maybe for the right person. And then it's because they met someone on this show. It's the person who's not you. <laughs> I would walk into traffic. Like, I would. <laughs> you, okay, you understand, there's a real possibility right that at the end of this show because mm -hmm. it's not even done yet like the finale's not out yeah that there's a real possibility that you spend three weeks with the new person then yeah. you spend three weeks with your person you came with yeah there's a real chance you're gonna spend three weeks with the person and be head over heels you yeah. know this person is better the yeah. person you came with you spend three weeks with the new person you cannot wait to go start this new thing but they yeah when they're three weeks with their old person fall back in love with them yeah so then you come back and you make a decision of like fuck my old person, I want you. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, you're not as cool as I thought. Yeah. And then you just have to double break up because you can't go back yeah. to your person and say like, yeah, oh, we no. can make it work. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I would probably lose respect for anyone who took them back at that no, point, no. especially on You couldn't, television. not even for TV. Yeah, and like also, I, I don't know, I don't know how, I mean, I guess it kind of works both where you kind of do get the honeymoon phase for both ways, because obviously yeah. with one new person, it's still new, you're still figuring things out about them. Exactly. But then you kind of get to potentially relearn who your person is, because maybe they've changed in that three weeks being married exactly. to someone else. So I think that's kind of how they're getting around the like, oh yes, this is new, this is why this feels better and right. exciting. So- But I you mean, also have something to compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and okay. And this is something that I really want to mm -hmm. talk to you specifically about. Okay. You know, I watch a lot of YouTube. Mm -hmm. I went on this crazy YouTube rabbit hole like, a month ago okay all about modern bisexuality okay and it was this trans man okay i want to make sure i don't misgender mm -hmm. them okay who goes by them okay and it was a trans man who went by them and they were so into bisexuality okay and when i tell you i probably watch five straight hours of like <laughs> just bisexuality that's good content though content is great I yeah wish, i'll link in the description i know you're not probably not interested but oh, amazing content yeah check it out okay and you're the i only know three bisexual you people. once called me your gayest client which i do think is funny you were my gayest which client. i feel kind but you're of not my bad. gayest friend oh good okay good i was gonna say if i was your gayest friend you have some things you need to work on yeah I, no, I'm, I'm a friend. very bad bisexual i really am oh, I just, we're about but to i don't date in thing. general so <laughs> which we're about to get into deep okay, okay so i feel like i wasn't even asking the right questions before like i feel like okay. i feel like i got the info now okay okay first when you consider yourself okay, no, bisexual okay you consider yourself like bisexual in the way of like you would date a cis man or a cis woman? Or are you kind of just open to whatever and bisexual is the term that makes it easiest for people? Yeah, no, so I have thought about this. I thought about this a lot when I was in college mainly. Um, I probably identify more, like what how I view sexuality and dating in general, I probably yeah. would identify more closely to pansexual right. where like gender really doesn't 
play a role to me. Right. Um, Cause even then, like, especially I think right now, all women, if they smile at me and like imply that they're at all interested in me, I'm like, whose last name are we taking? Like, immediately. <laughs> With guys, like I'll find guys attractive, but like for me to actually be like interested in them, like past like, wow, hi. Like other than that, right. like I need to get to know them a bit more. Mm. And so like in that regard, I technically I would identify more, but like other than that, like other than that, I really don't think gender really plays a role. But then I think even with girls, like it's because it's still fairly new in the grand scheme of like my attraction and accepting the fact that I'm attracted to multiple genders. And that's and that's what I want to dig dive a little yeah. more into. Do you ever question if your interest in women is more like a physical thing, mm -hmm. or do you feel like you could create an emotional connection with women? One thing that I want more yes specifically and to ask is, no. I mean, think about this. Think about this. Okay. You've had a lot of female friends, right? Yes. Have you ever had a crush on any of them? Yes. Do they know that? Yes. Well, some of them have. Some how of them did don't. you know that that was a crush in a way that your friendship was not? Well, typically, I don't think about kissing my female friends next and things like that. So, I mean, right. typically, like there is like the the further sexual component that does come into it. That is, I'm like, oh, okay, so this isn't just like, wow, she's so cool. Like she, she like does her hair the way I want to, or like there's like a certain admiring of female friendship that, you know, I have to kind of parse through because I am still figuring all this out. Of course. Because at the end of the day, my experience is very minimal. And so like figuring that out with the friendships and then realizing like, okay, yes, I am attracted to this friend. Yeah. And it's not just because like we're friends or anything like that. It's not just because they're a woman or I find them attractive. Like there's like an actual attraction there or a romantic connection. Yeah, that has happened. I usually don't tell people because it's like, I don't know, some of my friends, like I know they're not interested in women. I know they're not interested yeah. in me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm still like, I don't, I'm bad at noticing when guys are flirting with me. How am I supposed to know when a girl's flirting with me? Right. Because girls in general, like comp, like the way that I flirt, girls say that to each other all the time. Exactly. <laughs> like the distinction, it's, I get way too many TikToks about this. Okay. Um, the distinction between like women flirting mm -hmm. and like women complimenting each other. There was this really great video. Did you different. see this? No, no. What okay. Is there was this girl on a, on a, uh, on a rooftop and okay. she was like, I was taking a video and caught myself, uh, hitting on this girl. And it, the way her voice changes is so funny because she's like, oh my gosh, that's a cute dog. What's his name? And then the girl off camera says the name. And then she's like, and what's your name? And like the, the, <laughs> the way her voice changed and the way her, like her whole demeanor changed. I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Okay. <laughs> like it was, I don't like taking notes. I, it was like someone opened up like the chamber of secrets and like the, the, the knowledge of the world was like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm figuring this out now because and like, it's kind of, did I tell you I went to the Fletcher concert? Yes. <laughs> now yes. I fooled no one. <laughs> Which is so funny. I have never, it's, it's pathetic. I have never been in a room with more women who are openly attracted to women right. in my life. A lot of lesbians. And I still could not pull a single phone number. <laughs> okay, but how seriously did you try? I did try. <laughs> did you really try? I talked to like three girls. <laughs> no, okay, but you have to, what are the conversations? Are they like, hey, well, it was I like, love Fletcher, you love Fletcher. Yeah, well, like in line, there was these two girls who I, I genuinely could not tell if they were dating or not, or if they were just friends. And one, one of them was clearly like a baby gay, like just finally realized that she was like into girls. And okay. like, and then her other friend was like a seasoned lesbian. Like, mm -hmm. and so I was like, okay, are they dating? Are they just coming to this together? They were yeah. clearly there together, mm -hmm. but it was kind of like, I was like, God damn it, even my gaydar. Which, when I'm one, were at you, a gay which event, one were you into? 
wasn't even really into them. I was just kind of like testing. I was, it, it, see, that's the thing. I wasn't even really into them, those two. And even like there was another girl who was standing in front of me who was there alone. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like another girl who's here alone. I yeah. was like, even then, like she's not from here. She was from Tennessee. Hi, if you see this. Um, <laughs> and even then I was just like, my brain like immediately, like, I don't know. I overthink everything. So like logistically, I was like, I'm not going to go to Tennessee. <laughs> I just, how, how are we going to start our life together if, so if I have no intentions of moving it's to so Tennessee? It's how so am I going to continue my acting career? <laughs> it's so stupid. I just, I, I overthink everything. And that's mainly, I think that's my main problem. And I think that's why I need, like, that's why I kind of like last year, like when I went on those two dates that you said, but he set me up for my first two blind dates, which is very. She's on hitch, guys. We'll get to more of that later, <laughs> but keep going. So you went on those dates. Um, no, but I think that it like, like as bad as like my anxiety was prior to that, I was like, maybe I could cancel. Like I was genuinely trying to find ways. Nope. There's no way I would let you cancel. I, like, I would have maybe... called you so fast. Like you better get your ass in the car and go on the date. Okay. <laughs> no, but like, even like once I got through the dates, I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. You know, I had fun. You know, I had a good time with them, even if like it didn't turn into anything else. You know, and I think that I just kind of need to, I, I've I take, I've accepted that I, even since, especially since moving to LA yeah. and living alone and working from home and not commuting anywhere I am slowly becoming agoraphobic and I need to work on that yeah. so I think I do need to start going on dates more and things like that not to like date seriously but just to like get myself out there more and meet more people whether it turns into something or not so you and so, are down to join the cult as I'm hearing you told me I could, I thought we were joining the cult. I thought, am I not invited? Oh, you're hundred percent. I want you to be like the right hand woman of the cult. Okay, good. Sure. I always thought that would be my perfect goal because I don't want to be a leader. And the second person in command, I feel like has more control, frankly. Like no, if you totally look at like fine. all cult documentaries, like the person second in command is like really the one making the work happen, yes, you know? No. So yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so you need, yeah, yeah you feel like you're becoming to, a hermit is what you're scared of. Yes, I am. And like, it's, it's, it's kind of, in some ways I get why, because also like a lot of things out here, it's like a lot about drinking and yeah. it's not, I don't have a problem being around alcohol. I really don't. Good. I just don't like having to answer. I'm realizing that I don't like having to answer questions about it anymore. Cause I feel like people are getting weird about it. The older I get and I say, I don't drink. And it's not even so much of like, I am worried about people thinking that I had a problem and that's why I'm not drinking now. I don't know how to respond to that anymore. Like, well, I yeah. really don't. Because people, it's funny, when you say you don't drink, people immediately go to like, oh, they used to be an alcoholic and they're in recovery. Yeah. <laughs> and like the real answer isn't better. My mom's an abusive alcoholic. It yeah. runs in my family. Like that's not a better, more, it's not, oh yeah, that's a lighter mood. Yeah. I mean, you could be you on know. a perpetual diet. I still like my LA answer. <laughs> like, uh, so my LA, uh, and the reason I don't drink answer is um, I can either have alcohol or aspartame and I like Diet Coke, which is so stupid, but usually people are overthinking it. So they don't ask me why I'm not drinking alcohol They're anymore. Like, They're like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. But, yeah, <laughs> but I feel like, like people keep inviting me to like happy hours and things like that. And it's like that. I know it's not just drinking, but it still feels like. It's centered around drinking. Yeah. And it feels, I don't want it to be like if someone offers to buy me a drink because they see I don't have one, I don't right. want to be like, oh no, I don't drink actually, you know? And like, I have had people react. It hasn't been, it's been pre-pandemic um, when people were like really weird about finding out that I'm not drinking. Mm -hmm. And then like, there's like red flags brought up, not with myself, but like, like guys that were hitting on me and then they're like, oh, let me buy you a drink. And it's like, oh, actually I don't drink. And then like, they immediately change their focus to someone else. And it's like, okay, cool. We're getting you out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't like this. Well, how am I um, supposed to rape you if you're not drinking? I know. It's, it's <laughs> fucked up, dude. 
I'm like, wow, do I is that do I look like bait? What's going on? You know, like I, I took stock of what I was wearing. I was like, jeez. I got scared. Is she asking for it? <laughs> I got scared. It's so stupid. I was in Vegas at the time at a club with my friends for my birthday. Oh wow. I was okay. the, not my birthday, my friend's birthday. And I was the only one not drinking because I was like not the designated driver, but I was the one who I was like, you know, it's your 21st birthday. I had one drink with her on her birthday. Yeah. She was so drunk. She spilled my drink before I could finish it. I was like, this is a sign. I'm not drinking. Yep. <laughs> and then, um, so I was just kind of like the, the hawk watcher of all their drinks the rest of the weekend, which was fine. But then this one guy was like hitting on me really heavily. Like all my friends were like, hey, like he's like really going at you. And then the moment, like he's like talking about like, oh, when are you leaving? Like, don't leave. Like come with you. You know, I live here. Like come visit me like all this stuff and then the moment i'm like oh yeah no i'm not drinking it like a switch is flipped Mm. yeah and then he immediately started going and hitting on my friend who was super drunk and i was like oh no we're (laughs) not doing this and so but the guys were also pretty fucked up him and his friend because they went to go get drinks and then my friends because we were it was like a chain smokers outdoor party they showed up two hours late because of course they did and then they lip sang the whole time it was very funny but it was so hot out in the desert that they pulled their hair up and these guys could not recognize my friends because their hair was up now. Wow. I was oh, like, so they were hammered. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, cool. This makes my job easier. Like I'm literally just like steering them away and these guys walked straight past us. I'm like, oh, wow, that worked. Vegas parties are probably on drugs too. Right? Yeah. So here's, here's like a very interesting question I've always okay. wondered, right? You go out on a night, you mm-hmm. find a guy who's like kind of drunk, mm-hmm. but you really like him. Would okay. you fuck a drunk guy sober? No, but I'm also not into hookup culture. Well, so. okay, yeah. But yeah, you're asking the wrong person this question. Better question. Would you okay. make out with a drunk guy sober? Depends how drunk. I mean, I don't know. Drunk. Drunk, no. But you really like him. I probably wouldn't really like him if he was sloppy oh, drunk. Okay, he's an alcoholic, but you don't know that. So he's really <laughs> drunk, but he handles himself well. Because I've met a lot of people like that. Okay. Like, Trust I will me, the same I, I've lived with someone like yeah, that. You, you Trust me, it. I know. Um... I mean, if I didn't realize how, I, I mean, I can't say no to that then because right. like I wouldn't know if they were super hammered or how fucked up they I were. I guess what I'm asking is issue. it the sloppiness or is the idea that they've been drinking? That's the problem. No, because I, I really don't have a problem being around people that are, are drinking, right. you know, and like I, it's a common amongst my friends that they know that I'm the designated driver. If they need me to come pick them up, I'll go do that. You right. know, it's like, so I really don't have a problem going out with my friends and things like that. I did try going to a club New Year's Eve. And I got COVID. Um, I didn't even have a good time. <laughs> but you got COVID because... Someone coughed on my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy was trying... We were... Le- my friend was not having a good... So she won't listen to this. She was not having a good time. And I think she was just kind of realizing that, like, she's getting a little too old for the club scene. And, mm. like, she, she wore the wrong shoes. Her feet were killing her. No one was approaching her to talk to her. That's Our other friend who's, like, tall, gorgeous, dancing, stunning. All these guys were coming up and talking to her and dancing with her and I have a mask on I look like a sourpuss so no one's coming up and talking <laughs> with me so I was like I didn't go- I did I didn't think we were going out because they were like let's go to a hotel room and we'll like hang out for New Year's Eve because they were both visiting from uh neither of them live here anymore and they were both visiting their families because we're all from here and they were like I need to go out for New Year's Eve I'm gonna kill my parents like I need to get out so I, we, they made it sound like we were gonna go to like a hotel room and just hang out and like they were going to drink in there and it was going to be a fun night in the hotel room. And then I find out we're going to a club and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So I mean, which is fine. Cause again, designated driver, I just knew I wasn't going to drink. And then we ended up walking and I was just like, okay. <laughs> and two hours and I was like, do we need to stay till midnight? Like I'm so ready to go. And then it's I'm, new years. I'm five two. So even in heels, I'm short and the air is stale. So I just kept my mask on. Cause it was just 
not I wasn't having a good time and my friends like clearly upset and I'm like I don't know how to fix this problem other than being like hi guy come talk to my friend like what how do you fix that yeah when your friends realizing that she's not as young as she once was at 24 which is depressing (laughs) um and um like her tolerances and what it was and it's like at the same time I don't know I feel like the pandemic did steal a lot of people's like time oh yeah no and so coming out of that and realizing like oh yeah no the time is gone like that's you can't get it back you can't you know if you were let's say you were 23 now you're 25 you can't just be 23 again yeah you're 25 now yeah you're 25 now you're 27 you're 27 you can't just go back yeah is it fair no but it's also something that everyone experienced yeah see we kind of have to like accept it collectively i guess i really feel like um, uh, Aaron was saying that's one of the best points she made she mm-hmm. said like the Will Smith's laugh was like the intro into the true post-COVID era like COVID is now something that used to happen and yeah. something we just like live with yeah. and obviously like it's still happening but like yeah. societally it yeah. feels like we've kind of like moved into like a new era and I'm interested to see like how that develops but yeah. <laughs> one thing for you that I really wonder okay. is I feel like you are very much a premier hitch client because of your bisexuality. Okay. Which is great. And you already trust the process because you've been on some of the blind you dates. Did, I did have fun on the dates. They were great. fun. They were that? fun. They didn't that? turn into anything, Link but they in were the description. fun. <laughs> we did but, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but the idea is I really question mm-hmm. how afraid of intimacy you are. That's fair. I mean, again, I'm not into hookup culture, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I think being See, a, that's but, so weird, though. But I you're taking like it to weird. like the sex level. Like I feel like if I ask you to like hold a random guy's hand, I would do for that. like I've ten done minutes. That. Do you think I have? What do you think? I do you it's, think I'm a nun? No, it's not that. It's he the, thinks I'm a nun. It's not the not fucking part. It's the like connection part that I feel like you're like well, vulner- blocked off. Vulnerability sucks, and I have been through. You have to keep in mind, I've been through trauma. <laughs> like, I do keep this in like mind, which is why we're discussing a it. A lot of trauma. Um, and like, um, it was it, okay, fun fact. I'm in an acting class, and uh, the other night, I was doing this scene with my scene partner where um, we're playing brother and sister. And um, my... my there we go through waves of like what types of scenes we get assigned and i don't even think my teacher noticed this for a while me and my uh friend who's no longer in the class right now we were playing uh kept being cast as couples who are in an unhappy relationship like routine several scenes okay (laughs) now the trend is that every scene i've done has death involved in some way so like the scene that we're doing right now it's other desert cities is the play and um my character wrote a memoir about our family and our family secret, including our older brother who killed himself after being involved in like a terrorist event. Okay. Okay. He's super dark. Heavy. And like this, the scene is uh, me and my brother, he's reading my book. I'm freaking out because our parents are reading it and I know they're going to cut me off and I'm going to be alone. And we did this scene and then my teacher was telling my scene partner, he, his name is Carlos, he's wonderful. Um, she was like, I'm telling you this because Amanda has this and you don't have this and I don't want you to develop this. But you this character has this she was like kind of trying to like give him a hint without insulting me but also kind of trying to be like amanda be aware of this <laughs> wait <laughs> where she said that um amanda has a cynicism of life ah, okay. and your character has that and you don't have that mm. to him 
And I do think that's fair. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Which I mean, again, once you're when you're abused by your mother, I think that that's warranted for me to have that. And I'm fair. in therapy. I'm doing the, my work to try and fix that. Yep. So I think that, yeah, I think that it's normal for me to have some reservations about being vulnerable with people. Don't really That care. I don't really know. You know I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying this is like something you have to fix tomorrow. I'm just saying this is something that- We're fixing in one podcast episode. Yeah, no, like you're going to be done tomorrow. <laughs> Um, this is something I just keep in mind uh-huh. when I look at potential suited for you, right? Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't set you up with a love bomber, you know? That would be like a huge. That would stress me. I would just be like, <laughs> oh no, he's gonna kill me and shot me up. Like yeah. that's, I would think that. But that's also, I think a lot of it is also that I am also terminally online, and yeah. because of the nature of my job, I can't not be. Sure. And so I. But you have, were before though. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, but I've been doing this for years, though. Sure. Like, I just, this is this is just now a job, right. you know? Um, and so, and that's why I think I always feel kind of weird about people talking about how the, the pandemic robbed us of our years because, like, the last two, three years have been the most successful for me ever, you know? Mm-hmm. And my life's changed so much. And so it's hard to be, like, all negative about it. Sure. It feels weird. Um, I lost my train of thought. Perpetually online. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's like, I don't know, especially with TikTok, like there's a lot of worst case scenarios. Exactly. And so at the end of the day, a lot of like those awkward firsts that you have when you're younger because of the nature of my home situation, I didn't have those then. And so the older you get, I think not that you're more in danger when you're older or anything like that, but I just think like it's. I no, don't no, know. I, I hear what you're saying. Like and, I. And, and yeah. For, and the reason I think okay, let me put it this way. Go ahead. I think because of the nature of my current state of being and my lack of experience, people automatically assume I'm naive, and so they take that as a target potential. And so there's a danger element to it as well. Right. And the way I see it is yeah. because of your lack of experience and you're being naive, you perceive So you do your... think I'm naive. No, no, no. I you perceive yourself as being seen as a target. <laughs> like I don't think you're actually a target. I just think you haven't had enough experiences mm-hmm. to know the difference between like this person sees you as like someone they could take advantage of and then someone actually trying to like engage with you in a real way. No one. And I, I know that. And I don't, I don't want it to seem like every guy or woman that approaches me. I'm like automatically like predator. Like I don't right. want it to be like that. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm definitely hesitant about things. And I also, if you like me, you better be clear about it because I have the inept. I'm so inept. <laughs> when it's it's more common than not for my friends later like if I'm out with my friends or something later for people to come up and for them to come up to me my friends and be like why did you not notice that dude was hitting on you like you didn't realize it or like two days later I'm like oh my god she was flirting with me wait (laughs) you're recapping the conversation in your head yeah no it like pops up and I'm like wait why did she ask me about the weather when she was helping me with the stuff on my car that's so weird (laughs) why was she doing that and then I'm like oh Like, I really don't, it, it goes over right. my head yeah. because, and I think it's because at this point in my life, like, because no, there hasn't been a lot of chances of people making passes at me mm-hmm. that when people do actually like show genuine interest, I'm like, this is just them being nice. Exactly. <laughs> no. And, and I think especially it's, it's even harder for women, I'm sure. Right. Because like, unless they're like drastically overtly, I'm hitting on you. Yeah. I'm not just being nice. I yeah. feel like, you know, when a guy says anything complimentary of you, like you mm-hmm. probably have more of an understanding that there's probably a level of attraction there. Yeah. With women, there's like a bigger distinction and like yeah. barrier to entry. Yeah. And it's like, 
okay, wait, does she actually like my dress or does she want it on the floor? Like, what's going on here? Exactly. Like, what's happening? <laughs> does she want to, like, share it or does... Yeah, are we sharing closet space? What's happening? Does she need a roommate? You know, does she exactly. want to borrow? Like, what? <laughs> oh, she's the same we, size? Are we great. getting a U-Haul? What's going on? Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny. What, um... So what are you looking forward to? We're in this this new post-pandemic era. We're gonna oh. start a cult. Like, what are I know? I, I am really excited about going. I'm really excited about going out more to more events. I miss Good. that. The last thing that I did pre-pandemic, literally, literally, fun fact for those who don't know, my whole internet existence blew up. Right, literally, I was in San Francisco for a UFO convention, mm -hmm. which was uh, insane. And then while I was there, my video went viral and I called my dad hyperventilating in my hotel room because I've been perceived by 200,000 people in five minutes and it freaked me the heck out. <laughs> and then I remember I, uh, I came back from San Francisco and immediately like everything went into shutdown yeah. for COVID. And, um, so I, but I did, I loved that event and I missed that event so mm. much because like I miss weird events. I miss going, I miss going to the raid on area 51, meeting a random woman who has a UFO convention and then flying to San Francisco for that. Amazing. I miss that. I miss sitting in on a, uh, a UFO abductee survivor meeting and just being like, I'm not recording. I'm not a survivor. I just would like to listen if you're willing to have me. And then being like, oh my God, yeah, of course, like whatever. And then um, having them be like, well, have th has this ever happened to you? And then them being like, you're an experiencer. You've experienced something. Like, cause apparently um, any form of sleep paralysis or sleepwalking means you have been visited by alien species. Uh -huh, of course. Yes. Um, and I will not speak about what was spoken about in this uh, meeting or anything like that but like i miss meeting crazy people yeah. you know and so like the end of this month i'm going to crime con and so nice. that's going to be a different vibe but like uh kind of like the similar vibe where it's like there's a lot of people but also it's it's a little nerve-wracking because i've never been in my position at one of these events whereas like when I'm filming at events previously, people are like, oh, she's like a journalist or something. Like that happened at Area 51 where, because I wasn't dressed, like I was at a rave, like I wasn't in rave gear, even though it was also kind of like a music festival. Uh, people just thought I was with the journalism people, which worked out really well because they invited me into the journalism tent. So I got access to like the internet and all this stuff at these events and nice. people were speaking to me more and all of that. But because I was also a YouTuber, people were like, Oh, she's like a person. So we can talk to her more. And I think that's why I was able to like make more friends with like the people that were working there and things like that. But now that I'm like, I'm not a huge star, but like there are people who recognize me, yeah. you know? And so I don't know how this is going to go, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to change things potentially. And I think it'll so, be more normal than you think. I'm hoping. I really do. Because I really, I, I liked being just another person in the crowd at these events. And I feel like that's how I'm able to do like a good review. And so for the most part with the Bridgerton event, I was able to. And then towards the end, like I talked to a couple people and they were like, I know her. You know, like there was mm -hmm. that. But, and I'm hoping CrimeCon, they're going to be obsessed with trying to find their podcast people. That they're not going to care about the random YouTuber there. And I won't be alone at that. My friend Jordan's going with me. You going to um, VidCon? 
I am. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to get a free pass so I don't have to pay. Oh, I'll see if I can help you with that. Yeah, I'm definitely okay. going. But yeah, yeah so I feel like I feel like VidCon of all places will be the place it's where you'll be... probably be seen very differently than the last time yeah. you went. Well, <laughs> even like in 2019 when I went, when I had 6,000, um, my friend, she won't listen to this. My, <laughs> I feel bad. Um, but I went with a friend and she had way more followers than me at the time and she was actively posting. And I was actively posting, but I was had success in subscribers. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a little bit of animosity from her at that time because a bunch of people kept coming up and being like, oh my God, I recognize you from your Tanacon videos or I recognize you from this. And a lot of it was because my brother was like big on Vine and you now at the time. And so, or not Vine, TikTok. This was when TikTok was starting. Yeah, Yeah, TikTok at the time. And he had the TikTok template face and they were like, oh, it's Grant's sister. You know, it was a lot of that. But that I could tell annoyed her. So I don't, but even that was like a little overwhelming and I was super awkward about it. Like talking like, oh yeah, are you enjoying the event? Like, oh, okay, you you know me? Okay, cool. It's gonna be My a friends lot over more there. of that next time. Yeah, and I don't know how it's gonna go. So like I'm willing to buy a creator pass if I need one, but right now I, uh, uh, my current manager, Georgia, she put me on. Shout out to Georgia. Shout out to Georgia. She put me on the uh, the list for select to get the request for an access badge. And I was like, that'd be great if you could do that because oh. I don't want to pay. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I have reviewed the creator badge experience before. So I think it would be a different experience. But also if I went to VidCon, I would want to make it. This would be like the first chance for me to like really meet viewers and stuff and like a wider scale so no. i would like to do like a meetup at like joe's shaved ice or something that's like down the street that would be awesome <laughs> no this is this is good well mm-hmm. yeah you know if you are in la and man or woman want a chance to date the beautiful amanda Golka, make sure you join hitch description below but um this has been amazing i don't think i've ever looked at that camera once <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that that's on me. I keep looking at that one. <laughs> it's okay. We got hella angles. We got, we're, we got a production here. Yes. Okay. This is way more extensive than my podcast production. My podcast production is like my laptop, my my mic, and that's it. And we're yours on. is way more popular. Okay. I cheated though. I had an audience beforehand. <laughs> yes. For my indie podcast, I have like a total of like 50,000 listeners, whatever. Like, <laughs> hey, we're going slow and steady. Okay. And we're going to turtle your ass one day. Okay. Don't worry. Good. But, no. Thank you so much. This will be great. Um, Any last words? Um, Oh. Support your local libraries. I don't know. That just sounded good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that. I was like, that works. Reading. Sticking with your librarian vibe, I see. Yeah, I guess. I can't get rid of it. No. The glasses aren't going away, so the librarian vibe is going away, apparently. (laughs) Thank you for watching episode whatever this is. See ya. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Rose Radio Show. We really appreciate it. If you like what you saw, you can check out any of our other videos right here. And if you want to support us further, you can go on our Patreon, which is linked in the description below, and support us more and get exclusive content and access. Thank you so much.